Welcome back to Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. Our celebration of Corrie at 60 continues as we reminisce about the mid-90s on the street and to a time when Jack and Vera were in charge of the Rovers. They needed a new barmaid and Jack recruited one without Vera knowing about it. Needless to say, she wasn't happy. That new barmaid was Samantha, played by Tina Hobley. She's been taking a trip down memory lane with Ashley. Tina, it's lovely um, to talk to you um, as we celebrate 60 years of Coronation Street. Can you you believe it? I know, amazing, isn't it? And you you were part of it in the, was it the mid to late 90s, roughly? Is that when we're talking about? Mid nineties, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- <laughs> I'd have to really go back to the dates. I think I left drama school. It was shortly after I left drama school, so I might have left drama school ninety three. It was two years after that, something like that. So around ninety five, something. And was this one of your first gigs? Then were you yes. thrust into Coronation Street? Yes, it Street? was. Um, I think I'd done a, you know, like every young actor at the time. I think I did the bill about four times in the first couple of years. Um, and then I did a little bit of theatre. I did um, repping in a couple of brilliant um, locations in Bath and in Colchester. And then my wonderful agent uh, at the time, she doesn't, she doesn't look after actors anymore. I think we all drove her mad. Um, she said, I've got you an audition for Coronation Street. And I literally said, no, no, I think you mean EastEnders because I, I, I'm a Londoner. <laughs> what do you mean? And I grew up adoring Coronation Street. I, grew, my, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents who we were addicts, proper addicts. So I couldn't believe she said, you know, and EastEnders was fairly new at the time. So I, it was probable she'd got the wrong soap. Anyway, she hadn't. She got me an audition for Coronation Street. And in fact, she was so surprised that she came with me on the train <laughs> to the audition to Granada at the time. And um, I went in. I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is not going to go anywhere got through the first round there was many rounds it went on for well, weeks and then I got down to the next round and then there was seven of us and then there was three of us and um when it got to three of us I didn't see who, who else was in the, in the room because they kept it all very secret and when it got down to three of us we all had to sort of do wig changes and costume fittings and everything but they used to hide us because we'd have to walk past the green room with all the cast the real cast and then the three of us that were auditioning were sort of all hidden and we had to sneak round the back so we could get on set and do a real audition in the Rovers or something. But it was very funny. So they changed all my hair colour and and then, um, and, you know, you're thinking, God, this could really happen. And I thought my accent was terrible. I remember being on the train the last time and I, the lovely uh, tea lady in the tea bar, I stopped her and I, I spent the whole sort of two and a half hours asking her to talk to me just so I could hear her accent because I said mine is so bad and I've got an audition for Coronation Street could I just listen to you for the next two and a half hours from London to Manchester and somehow uh (laughs) yeah somehow it went my way uh and I was thrilled and all my family because it was you know it was it was like you know winning the jackpot basically did you ever manage to see that tea lady again at any point I didn't. I didn't. But I, I, I wish I had. She. Um, I owed it all to her, actually. 
So if you're, um, if you're listening, if she's listening, um, yeah, it'd be nice to just say to yeah. her, thank you, thank you, Lon- Sheila. London to Manchester, London to Piccadilly, yeah. She was, uh, she was the one. She was amazing. She was very patient with me. She might have thought I was telling a fib, but um, she let me listen to her for two hours. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's brilliant. So were you told at the beginning then that the, that the role was going to be basically a barmaid in the Rovers? Did you know that that was going to be the role? Oh, yeah. It was always going to be sort of taking over... Um, well, Bet was still in it because I did a couple of episodes with Julie and I think lovely Sarah had gone. So Sarah, I didn't do any scenes with Sarah. Sarah Lancashire played Raquel, you know, the iconic Raquel. Um, and they said they wanted something completely different. So, so they were going, um, I suppose, Jack, they just Jack, a little bit. Jack wanted to stamp his mark on the on the pub, didn't he, with new people and things like that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and that was it. So, got the call, and they said you're starting like in in two weeks. Find somewhere to live in Manchester. I'd never been to Manchester. <laughs> it was all uh, a bit of a whirlwind and wonderful. And it, like I said, it really was like winning the lottery. And um, I'm so happy that my you know my grandparents got to enjoy it and see it and they were you know blown away I, I bet they were and now in terms of the character samantha um jack took you on but vera wasn't happy was she at first she didn't know about it did she uh, <laughs> she didn't that's right and i think oh i had such fun with them too they were so when you join a big show like that it's terrifying um it's terrifying and you're all you want to do is sort of not be noticed, just fit in. You know, it was 42 in the cast or something when I joined. It was massive. And, you know, I'm in a city I don't know. I'm with a whole load of people. But thank goodness I had Jack and Vera. Bill and Liz were so wonderfully warm and beautiful to me. Um, Just, she really took me under her wing, Liz. And so what happened with the characters, I think Jack sort of had, you know, like he did, roving eye problems. And um, she thought... Samantha was a little bit too saucy to have behind the bar. Yeah, no, no, I, I remember it. I remember it well. It's all, it's all coming back to me. It was um, you made your first appearance. Just checking in, you made your first appearance on the seventeenth of July, nineteen ninety six. So it was nice. So you're right. It was just in the just. A, it was the mid middle nineties. You're right. Absolutely. Um, uh, now you, you you were house sharing at one point with Curly, another iconic character in the in the show, weren't you? Absolutely, he was brilliant. Yeah. So um, again, with these with these long running soaps, you don't really get much of a, a feeling to where the storyline's going. So you just get your scripts, and you don't know if you're in one or four that week. At the time, it was it went to four while I was there. And you would never really know where your character was going. So one minute she was, and then she was living with Curly. So I thought, oh, wow, this is great. Because he, he had big storylines at the time. And I thought, what a great character to hook up with. So we had some great fun. Uh, I had great fun working with him. He's a brilliant actor. And also um, just doing the comedy was so much fun as well. I'd never done that before. So I'm so glad they sort did the light and shade with Samantha because she got a bit dark near the end. But at the beginning, I love doing all the humour with her. And I think that's, I think that's Corrie at its best when it's, when it's funny, when it's got its, you know, its, its comedy hat on. I think it's a genius. Those writers are brilliant for that. And you were, in a way, because you mentioned um, uh, Raquel, the, the, Raquel the, the character Raquel, um, you were, in a way, sort of following her footsteps a bit, really, because Curly oh, was... Oh, I, I had to forget that. That's yeah. right. But I was terrified, absolutely terrified of um, 
of have, wearing that sort of hat, you know, following Raquel. So um, they made it very clear, some the directors, we want to go, we don't want to do that. We're going to go, you know, d- down a different path because there is only one Raquel. Yeah. And I think they'd had it. So you couldn't, so to have her as a biker chick, completely the opposite to girly, girly Raquel, um, you're right. And living with Curly, you had all that history of Raquel and everything and his heartache and heartbreak. Um, and Samantha was completely opposite, you know, a little bit tomboyish, a bit sort of no one could touch her, a bit ice maiden, I yeah. think. And, um, you know, uh, completely opposite. So and not, obviously nothing romantic between Curly and Samantha, if I recall. Um, <laughs> but great, great roomy mates, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But inevitably you were going to be partnered up with somebody. And of course yeah. it was Des Barnes, wasn't it? That was the, you know. Now, do you know, that was a dream come true for me because... I had a massive crush on Des Barnes over the years watching the show. I couldn't believe it when they said, oh, you know, you're going to be paired up with him. So, oh, it got better and better, this job. Uh, and what was it like working with... Um, with, with Phil that? Middlemas. Phil Middlemas, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked with some fantastic actors and had such wonderful... Um, I mean, I wish I could remember a lot of it, but it's only now talking to you. I, he, we had such fun. Um, I think he had to keep reminding me, though, on set um, that, uh, you know, he wasn't really my boyfriend, you know, because I was really into it. <laughs> uh, we had such a laugh. We really did. And I think, the, I think it worked really well, actually. Um, I was quite, I think, I think the audience got behind that Samantha and Des storyline. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think they did. What about the characters? Oh, you say she was a biker chick and all this. Were there were there elements of you in her? Did you bring some of you to to the character as well, do you think? I think you have to, um even without knowing it probably. She was much more I was re- I'm a, I'm really shy and um quite introvert and she was not shy and very sort of vocal uh, about how she felt. Again, all those strong lady Lady characters and Corrie usually are. They've got, and I wasn't. So when I used to get the script, I'd go, "Oh God, I'm going to get to say, speak like that to someone," you know. So bits were, when they're very fast turnovers, as they are on soaps. Of course, I mean, you have to bring a bit of you, but 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 her strength and her sort of gun honus was not me. No, so. Jumping off the bike and, you know, tipping up with a leather jacket saying, I hear you're looking for a new barmaid. Would never. (laughs) That was not me. That was all Samantha. Yeah. So she had a lot of balls and I'm not sure I do. And and, and as a fan, somebody who actually watched the show, you must have been stood there behind that bar in the Rovers. And every now and again, there'd be new people coming in. And it must have been quite surreal, really. I mean, can you remember any particular encounters with particular characters who you who were big ones for you? Ones that you thought, oh, my God, it's, you know. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, Ken. Ken, I I mean, I felt like I was I did it for about nearly three years. And I felt like I was in Madame Tussauds most of the time, especially with the people that I grew up with, you know, that I was a little girl and. Ken was in my, you know, my whole life for the last 22 years or whatever it was. And um, there he was. And he's, again, such a gentleman. And I used to sometimes get the train with um, lovely Sue um, and Barbara, who ran the sweet shop, Barbara Knox. um, Sue Nichols, you mean? Sue Nichols. Pardon? Sue Nichols, you're talking about? Yes, who I adored. Loved her. Because she lived in Hampstead. So we used to share the train and we'd have a meal on a Friday night. So... 
she was sort of my London pal. Fabulous. I think she's she's up here now. She actually lives because um, when I'm in Manchester, she, I think she lives right in the centre of town. I think she she decided to adopt Manchester and and, and stay yes. up here. Yes, um, which a lot of well, them do. Well, that journey can really get to you. A lot of them do while. eventually, don't they? Because it's like they if, if you're in it for a long time. So you were in it a, a relatively short time in 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 many in many ways, but actually still a, a long time to make a, an impact as a character. And as you say, you had a lot of fun and things, obviously working in the Rovers. But then things did turn sort of dark towards the end kind of thing. How did, I mean, you obviously as an actor, you want to do serious stuff. But how, how did you feel about those, those roles? Um, I was a bit lost then when, it, when, they, when those scripts cut, started coming through. Because I was like, ah, oh. because the real, for me, the essence of Corrie was the, <laughs> was the comedy and the, and the having a laugh with the, as in the characters you know, all the banter in the pub and all the banter in the... So when they started going down... I actually don't even remember how they... What her storyline... She started... I can't even... Oh, then there was a new character. Matthew Marsden came into it. And I think she she had an affair with him and then Des got upset. And and then I think she stole someone's cat or... I. I don't. It went really. It went really odd by the end. And then, of course, <laughs> Denise Welsh's character came in, didn't she? Yes. And that posed a rival for you with the with and infections Des, with Dez. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. So she started stealing him away from Samantha. Is that it? Something like that. Yeah, along those lines. Along those lines. It was the classic sort of battle between triangle. Yeah, between battle between two women in the soap. You know what I mean? So yeah. So so basically, and then you were. I mean, what what was the reasons why you why you left then? Why did you leave? Well, I was. It was like I said, it was my first sort of gig. Um, and I, I sort of thought that you were supposed to do lots of gigs <laughs> as a young actress, you know. Um, and uh, that was it, really. I thought that was quite a long time. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I was getting married as well later. Uh, and we were living in London. And, um, you know, I am a bit of an old romantic. I sort of wanted to be in the same city as as my husband <laughs> and he was working in London so that was a big that was a big thing as well the, the, the distance um and you know I know that because when I did Holby so when I went back over to the BBC and I did a c- couple of shows before Holby but um the reason that you you love and you're grateful to staying in staying in these long-running shows is if it works for the rest of your life as well you know um and I had to weigh that up, really. I had to weigh living in, did living in Manchester suit the rest of my life. And at the time, it didn't. Yeah, well, that's the final question, really, I suppose, is when you look back, obviously, you did very well with Holby City. That was a big thing for you. And that's what a lot of people will now remember you as. But, but how important, when you look back, I'm sure you're going to say it's very, it was very important. How important, how significant was Coronation Street? And was it all positive? It was a major uh, turning point in um in it. if you if you've just left drama school to get a gig in you know Britain's biggest show which it was at the time it was much bigger than eastenders i think at the time <laughs> for me it was it was like you know so it was a huge um stepping stone um and also things at that time for young actors were sort of kicking off that all this all the publicity and all the that stuff really kicked off in that that mid 90s it was a different um 
you know, it, it was new to all the magazines, all the shoots, all the things. That that was fairly new to um, soaps, you know. Um, we hadn't really seen that Did you that cope with that? Were you, were, you, were you okay with all that? Um, I still think they could... They were brilliant. Oh, my God. They had some... Because I think they knew it was coming. But I think we were the first hit by how intrusive it can be if you're not, if you're not ready for it. Um, they had a great press office, though, and... But I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for everyone. It was a bit like, whoa, God, these soaps are, you know, press-wise, they're very powerful. Um, and nothing has really been like that. I mean, Holby's not, wasn't like that. Even if it's a big show, it's not as in people, you know, um, it's more of a drama. So therefore, I don't know. It, soaps at that time in the mid-90s attracted a lot of press, you know, and... Um, it could, at times, very, very challenging, yes. Absolutely. And do you think uh, Samantha could return? Do you think it's oh, a... well, why not? I, I mean, I can ride a real bike now. I wouldn't have to get a stunt double. My, my husband is a bike freak. So uh, for, for my birthday last year, he did buy me bike lessons. So now I can ride dirt bikes. So who knows? She might don her leathers and jump on the saddle and <laughs> ride up the cobbles. I'd love that. And, and there are characters still there, of course, who, who remember you, aren't there? Obviously, there's there's Rita and there's Audrey and there's uh, Sally and people oh, who will remember you. Oh, lovely Sally. Know. Yes. Somebody could yeah, take you I, under their wing. <laughs> I'd love that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my accent was really dodge. I'd have to work on that. Maybe she's gone to live in New Zealand for a while or something. Uh, I, I, I was sort of very apologetic to how awful my Mancunian accent was, but uh, that's all right. We've got... You, you can get uh, tutorials now, can't you, for dialects? <laughs> so, I'd brush up on the Manchester accent. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Yorkshire, and to be honest, when I grew up as a kid, I always thought that the accents in Coronation Street were a, a bit of a... They were, in inverted commas, northern. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was very a bit general. Of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Same in Emmerdale, to be honest, I think, you know, so... Brilliant. Fantastic. It's been lovely, lovely, lovely to, talk to talk to you. To you. I'll, let, I'll let you go. But thank you very much indeed. Take care. Lots of love. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 It's been on our tellies for six decades and we're big fans here at Distinct Nostalgia. And we're so passionate about our love for Corrie that we've put together some real treats for our listeners as we delve into the show's history this December. And we're supposed to be both at university. And uh, he was trying to sort of break out of this little backstreet world to better himself, really. It wasn't usual for people from some street like Coronation Street to go to university. He, he changed the mould. And of course, people were in those times. They were beginning to go to university. We're right back to the very first episode with Ken Barlow's very first girlfriend and Alan Rothwell, who played Ken's brother, David Barlow. Coronation Street went out live to start with. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that was terrifying. Yes, yeah. You had to do a half an hour of television. Yes, and get it right. And get it right, yeah. 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 Staying in the 60s, and Kenneth Cope tells us how wooing Violet Carson, Ina Sharples, landed him a role in the show as Minnie Caldwell's lodger, Sonny Jim. She got me under the viaduct and started shouting at me, pointing a finger, pointing a finger and saying, get out, go away from here. People like you, 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 you don't deserve to be here. Get out and never come back, never come out. Go away, go away, go away. And our heads got closer and closer and closer. So there's a slight pause and I said, give us a kiss. And it just brought the house down, everybody. The whole crew just laughed their heads off. 
From our own archives, we bring you never-before-broadcast anecdotes from Jean Alexander and Betty Driver. It was Ina Sharples, Margot Brandt uh, that played Minnie Caldwell, me, Julie Goodyear, Jean Alexander that played Hilda Ogden, and we all used to be together and do scenes just of conversation, which I miss now. We should do more of that. Meanwhile, Amanda Barry and Chris Bisson remember their time on Coronation Street. I went in initially into the shop, Jim's Cafe, as it was then. I was invited in there to sack Pat Phoenix. Oh. <sighs> you know, I was, I was actually leading Lady in the West End, doing me bit, but actually going there to do... Now, you talk about nerves. She was the leading lady of Coronation oh, Street, wasn't she? But it wasn't that. It was that it was unreal. It was surreal. Everybody says it, and it's true. You're completely surreal to go into there and go... You couldn't concentrate. You were going, concentrate a man that is not Elsie... It, it, is Elsie Tanner, Elsie Tanner. I'm talking to Elsie Tanner. I don't know what I'm going to say next. I'm just step. This is what you do. It was like being, waking, being very in the middle of a dream, and you're going concentrate, Amanda. You are still supposedly an actress. Get on with it, yeah. We'll also have interviews with Julie Hesmondalch and Bruce Jones, and many more. And we've a very special dose of Distinct Nostalgia's Mind of the Month quiz, too, as we put Corrie's superfans to the test on their knowledge of those six decades, with some rather special guests asking some of the questions. Hello, I'm Thelma Barlow. Hello, I'm Stephen Arnold. I'm Philip Lowry. My name's Nick Cochran. Hi, I'm Martin Hancock. Hello, everybody. My name's Madge Hindle. Make sure you join us for all the fun. And don't forget to trawl our archives for loads of other Corrie interviews. Thelma Barlow, Steve Arnold, Nick Cochran, Chris Quinton, Chloe Newsom, Philip Lowry, Sherry Hewson, Madge Hindle, Martin Hancock, Tupeli Dorgu, stars from every decade of the world's longest-running drama serial. Celebrating Corrie at 60, this December, from Distinct Nostalgia. And stay tuned to Distinct Nostalgia over the coming days as we continue to celebrate Corrie at 60. And again, don't forget, all these great interviews are still online by scrolling through the Distinct Nostalgia player at distinctnostalgia.com. There's literally hours of Coronation Street nostalgia there. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Distinct Nostalgia is brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. We've lots of activities for you to do at home at liferooms.org. Staying well, staying home.